For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. AM 570 KLAC, 987 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, let's go. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Here's a warning right off the top. Sometime in this three-hour period, we are giving away Charger Seahawk tickets, Rodney. Hey, there we go. There we go. Charger Seahawk tickets are hot, Fred. Hot. Tell you what, first place Chargers. First place Chargers. Yes. Against the Seahawks. And uh, Pete Carroll with Geno Smith done a pretty good job this year. Surprising. Great job. Great job. You can say the first place Seahawks too, by the way. They're tied at yeah. three and three with the Rams and the 49ers right now. Showdown of first place clubs. There you go. There you go. Huh? What do you what do you know about that? How about that? Geno Smith. Ten years in the league. Finally got a chance. Hung around long enough to mature, mature. Was a backup for a while, you know, and finally getting an opportunity. And I, you gotta love a guy making the most of it, uh, at least right now. And you gotta give Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, a lot of credit for believing in his guy and then letting the guy go play. So that's off to the Seahawks and Pete Carroll and Geno Smith. Did Pete Carroll know something about Russell Wilson nobody else knew? That they didn't get along? Well, that <laughs> I think that was pretty much acknowledged. Yeah, but I think that was it. I think he acknowledged that it was time to, time to move on. I think that's the biggest thing because sometimes you get into, it's not just football, but relationships in general where you try to hang on so long and try to make it work, make it work, make it work, even though you can't stand each other. Uh, you try to make it work, and what you do is end up making it worse for both parties and for the people that are on the periphery. So I think he realized that this was not a sal- salvageable situation and was willing to, to let in part ways with Russ. But do you think he also noticed something in his play? I mean, Russell Wilson, highly successful in Seattle. I think we could acknowledge that. And he goes to Denver, and he has been a disaster. He's hurt, he's this, he's that. Overall, maybe he's uncomfortable in the system, or maybe overall, there is no system that would suit him other than Seattle. Did Pete Pete Carroll notice that? Do you think that was part of this? Yeah, we'll let him go. Um, I think he probably noticed that Russell was on the back nine, but I don't think anybody could have foreseen what's going on in Denver right now. Um, just, uh, because there were so many people that felt that they were just a quarterback away and Russ was the guy. So I don't think anybody really saw Denver being a dumpster fire like they are right now. Um, that being said, I think it was more about personalities clashing and times changing and time to move off of Russ, uh, more so than he said, Oh, Russ is going to fall off a cliff right now. Let's get rid of him right now. I think it was more, more of 
this is shocking for everybody. And it's, and I think this is more Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson going, we can't make this work. And for both of our sanity, let's part ways. Okay. So if the, it was a divorce, right now Pete Carroll's yep. running it. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Right. Russell, um, Russell and Wilson's I don't believe Russell Wilson – and I don't believe Russell Wilson is as bad as he's playing right now. He's playing bad. He's playing horrible. I think there's all different kind of factors involved in that. But I don't think he goes from, you know, what was it, a year ago, year and a half ago, he started off the season before he hurt, got hurt, hurt his hand, I believe it was. He was on his way to win an MVP. This was just a year or two years ago, I believe it was. Um, and so I don't think he fell off a cliff that fast. I think there's something going on with him. But, man, it's ugly in Denver. And, yes, Pete Carroll is winning the divorce right now. Yeah, when, when you say that, it, it got me to thinking about something we've been talking about the last couple of days, Dave Roberts. Okay. And yep. people wanted Dave Roberts. They, they they want him gone. He's not going anywhere. And we told you that for a period of time. He's not going anywhere. People said, well, he doesn't know how to manage. Okay. And I think you gave me this analogy the other day. So the Rams are struggling. They're banged up. They're beat up. Does that mean Sean McVay doesn't know how to coach? Right. Right. You know, if if in fact Sean McVay still knows how to coach because he's won a Super Bowl and he's been there every year and his guys are banged up, so they're three and three this year. Yeah. So all of a sudden he doesn't know how to coach. Right, he can't coach. So you yeah. look at Dave Roberts and they came up short in the World Series, despite the fact they've won a World Series with him, and the division titles, which we've noted all along, been one of the most exciting teams in baseball. For a period of years, but because they came up short this year, he doesn't know how to manage. They won 111 yeah. games during the regular season. Okay, right. they get to the did playoffs. You say that? And lose. Yeah, did they say that in September? You know, Dave Roberts got to go. He doesn't know how to manage. Right. You know what he's doing. One month ago, the guy could manage. A month later, he, well, he can't manage. Oh yeah. And and the year they won the World Series, it was a masterful job by Dave Roberts with the way he utilized Julio Urias. Oh, that's a great, uh, great job, Dave Roberts, of managing the team and inserting guys when he should. Got the most out of Chris Taylor and and uh, Kike Hernandez and Jock Peterson during that time and how he utilized those guys. What a great job. Two years later, he doesn't know how to manage. Right. This year, Sean McVay doesn't know how to coach. His offense is terrible. That's the problem. Yeah. Everybody caught on to his offense. Or everybody caught on to the fact that they have no offensive lineman to protect Matthew Stafford and no offensive lineman to open holes for the running backs. Therefore, they're not scoring. They're not playing as well as they did. But that's Sean McVay's yeah. fault because he can't coach. And that's Dave Roberts' fault because he can't manage. Right. Right. Come on, people. Come and, on. And that speaks to your point. Russell Wilson, is he this bad? Probably not. He was in the MVP conversation a couple of years ago. Could he go from that conversation to this bad without something having occurred? I think you have this to. This doesn't happen. You, you, you have to have perspective. You have to have more nuance to this. It's because a guy has a bad year. Well, now he stinks. Maybe not. Because Dave Roberts doesn't win the World Series. He's a terrible manager. I don't think so. Because the Rams are three and three. Sean McVay doesn't know how to coach anymore. Not the case. Not the case at all. Uh, okay, Rodney, tonight we've got the Clippers taking on the Lakers at the Crypt. It's a Laker yeah, home game. at the Crypt. I like the way that rolls off your tongue, Fred. 
And it's going to, you can hear it here on the radio station tonight. We have Say all the Clipper again, games. Say it. At the Crypt. They'll be down at the Crypt. <laughs> See if the Crypt Keeper is out there. Interesting. Very early. Very, very early. The Clippers are just starting. It's the Lakers' second game. Whether this will be a forecast of what we can expect down the road remains to be seen. But we know this. This year, the Clippers are one of the favorites to win the NBA title. And, and in the past, we've heard, well, they've got a very good team. They could be there. But this year, they are truly one of the favorites to win the NBA title. And they are one of the favorites because of the organization and the roster they have built. There is no team deeper than the Clippers. When you think about this, Norman Powell is coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah. Can he shoot a little bit? A little bit. (laughs) Could the Lakers do somebody like that? A little bit. John Wall, and we'll see how he plays. Uh Wait, coming- that's the X factor right there. I'm tell you that right now as we start this season. I know people have probably said that too, but I'm just I'm saying it for clarity. John Wall will will be a big factor in the Clippers' success this year. And we'll see how he plays. If he, I know plays, you don't like him. You don't like him. Well, I'm, I might love him. We'll find out. We'll see. We'll see. You reserve the right to change your mind. I, I absolutely do. Let's see what he does. Yes. Let's see if he's healthy. Let's see how he plays. Okay. It's funny, he's embraced his role. He's happy to be here. He's yeah, happy he to be in a contender. You want me to come off the bench? Put me Whatever in. you want. Yep. Whatever you want, unlike some other situations in town. But uh, You want to mention? I'm not going to mention it. But okay. I'll come off the bench and I'll be fine. Luke Kennard comes off the bench. The, the, the guy can't miss. If you just look at the guys coming off the bench, the Clippers are 10 deep. Their second five probably could start for other NBA teams. Yeah. That's how deep they are. And give credit to um, the Clippers, to Steve Ballmer, to Lawrence Frank, Michael Winter. Give them credit because they have assembled a roster with a coach that has won a title that absolutely could challenge. I would say, Rodney, in all of the years the Clippers have been here, from the Donald yeah. Sterling era to the Steve Ballmer era, this is the year, I believe, where the expectations are the greatest for the Clippers. You think so? Yeah. I don't know that Lob City era a couple times. I think we're we're pretty high. Um, you know, the, Chris Paul at his at his height, and Blake Griffin was coming into his own. Um, I think one of those one of those years because they it was like what a three year run that, that they yeah. were right in the mix and everybody was loving them. In one of those years, I think those expectations were extremely high. But you know, uh, I don't think ever one of the clear cut favorites to win the title. Now, the Lob City Clippers were really exciting and so much fun to watch. I mean, they they were the most fun team to, in town to watch when they were all together and playing. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. And couldn't get out of the first round. Right. These guys are one of the odds-on favorites to win the whole thing. Yeah, talent-wise, top to bottom, and depth. That's why. That's right. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, talent-wise, depth-wise, yeah, they're, they're definitely, you look at them and go, God, yeah, they're loaded and should should go deep. Um, and you're right about the Lob City group was it was more of an exciting group, not as deep. Yeah. So I think it'll be fascinating to watch the Clippers this year. Uh, and I'll tell you, if they if they actually play the way they can and everybody stays healthy, fingers crossed, that's always a big deal. Ask the Lakers. If they do, they actually could win this whole thing. And it would be remarkable. And it'd be even more remarkable with them winning it with LeBron across the hall. 
That, that would be painful for the Lakers if the Clippers were able Ooh. to put it all together this year. Now, when you talk about Kawhi Leonard, I've got to believe there's going to be a minutes restriction. And you go, oh my God, really? They're, they're monitoring his minutes? I would say this. You know, in the NBA, guys play a certain number of minutes. And there are rotations built. And everybody basically knows when they're going in. If something dramatic happens, sure, the coach may have to go to the bench and pull somebody out and stick them in the game. But in basketball, you know. You know how many minutes you're going to play. So when you hear he might be on a minutes restriction, you don't go, well, there you go. See, he's not playing. No. He's playing so many minutes a game, like everybody plays so many minutes a game. My feeling is if it's a close game and he's hit his restriction or that's enough for tonight, he'll stay in the game. Also consider he's coming off of an ACL injury. So a lot of times it yeah. takes up to two full years to come back to whatever normal is for you. So a lot of guys coming off of ACLs. Clay Thompson last year was even on a minutes restriction, even in the midst of them going in the playoffs. So it's I know it's it's Kawhi Leonard and people say that oh he wants to take time off and wants to be one hundred percent. It's just a smart thing to do. I even saw Chris Haynes tweet earlier today. The Clippers are considering bringing Kawhi off the bench to kind of conserve, conserve him a little bit and manage his minutes better. Okay, and if they do that, he'll be happy to come off the bench. Yes, he will, unlike some others. He, he won't, won't complain. Have a he won't, no, he won't have a problem with it, and whatever it takes. And this is a guy that we've seen, and it's been proven that he can, he can be on any minute restriction he so chooses, and the team can win a championship playing that way he can do it did it in toronto so people saying oh he's not playing why he's got to be in there for them to win it no he's proven that he can do it uh in a way that protects his body so he can be built for the playoffs and make a playoff run so whatever that takes he's a guy that can flip that switch when come playoff time we've seen it i would say this so the way we look at our sports in Los Angeles, everybody picks a side. You love the Lakers, you hate the Clippers. You love the Clippers, you hate the Lakers. Okay, we understand that. You are a fan of whatever team you're a fan of, and we just happen to have a lot of teams here. But even if you are a basketball fan at all, just keep an eye on the Clippers this year. Check them out. I know Laker fans tonight will get really upset if, if the Lakers are blown out. And that very well could happen. I mean, the line is, what, five now, Kevin? I think it's uh, it was two. I'll check on that. I think it's around five now, though, yes. Okay. So it's a five-point line. Uh, close game, however it plays out, do yourself a favor this year. Keep an eye on the Clippers. Nobody's paying us to say this. Nobody's making us say this. <laughs> I'm just saying they're going to be really interesting. They should be really good. And if you're a basketball fan at all, and I don't think keep people would be shocked by that either. I mean, we, we, we're saying, but I don't think, you know, I don't think it's a shock to anybody that the Clippers are going to be pretty good. Yeah, Do but you? no, but here no. in this city. The, the, outside of this city, people are saying that Clippers are the favorite. Right. A lot of people are saying it. So it's not going to be a shock if they get all the way to the finals and win it. Right. Um, but, you, yeah, you're right. And this this by, by the Lakers, and, and because they haven't won, um, people kind of look at them side-eye and uh, with a little disrespect because they haven't closed any deal. And, and if anything, they've been underachievers in, in times where they've – They've been kind of favorites to go deep, or, or people looked at them with excitement. Oh, this is the year. They have not done that. So there's kind of wait-and-see, show-me attitude when it comes to the Clippers. Outside of Los Angeles, the Clippers have always had a much higher profile yeah. and garnered far more respect. Not so much in town because, you know, they're battling the behemoth across the hall. 
Keep an eye on them this year. Just keep an eye on them. We're going to keep an eye on them. Or you can listen to them. Keep an ear on them right here because we have them yes. on a radio station. So there are expectations for the Clippers and also Rodney out of the clear blue. And I don't think anybody would have forecast this at the beginning of the year. Suddenly, rightly or wrongly, there are expectations for UCLA football. They play Oregon this weekend. This is a huge game. The Bruins have already beaten Utah. If they beat Oregon, I think they have pretty much planted the flag as the best team in the pack and a team that if they win more, they win out or God forbid, when they play USC for you, they beat UCLA or USC and beat them soundly. They might have a chance at a, at a national playoff spot, Rodney. Oh, absolutely. They play enough good teams at the time that they're playing them that they have to be in the consideration for sure to get a playoff spot. If they run the table, 100%. Look, what, UCLA's 9, Oregon's ranked 10, I believe, right? Yep. Oregon's ranked 10, so that that's a that's a great win if they do that. They beat Utah at a time when Utah was, what, 7th or something like that? Yes. Or maybe a little higher than that. I don't know. 7th, they were top 10, though, I believe, Utah was when they beat them. Uh, so they, they beat two top 10 teams. And then if they, by the time they play uh, USC, USC should, be, should crawl back into the top 10. So if they happen to beat USC at the end of the year, uh, that that could be two, three top ten teams when they faced them that they have beaten, and certainly um, by that time, I would assume that UCLA is hovering around four or five in in the country in terms of rankings, and then just would have to go close the deal in the Pac-12 championship game, which is another you know repeat game against probably a Utah or USC. Uh, well, if, if it's USC, they probably won't play again. But they very well could. They could. Like if USC beats UCLA, an unbeaten UCLA, they very well could turn around and play each other again. Right. Because of the way they're doing this it year, this year. The way it's, yeah, the way it's set up this year. Right? Yeah. Uh, so in this city, UCLA is very much like the Clippers. Right? In basketball, it's the Lakers and then the Clippers. Clippers should be really good this year. Clippers could win it all. In college football, it's always USC, UCLA. If you went to UCLA or you're a fan of the Bruins, you know it's true. You know that's a true statement. But the expectations are so high this year, given what UCLA has done, that maybe somehow, some way, they nip at them a little bit. They yip them a little bit. It's like the Clippers could yip the Lakers a little bit. They say like a little dog nipping at your ankles, Fred. Yeah, just, just you know, we're going to let you know we're here. But unlike in the past, we're not going away. We're going to keep nipping till we bite your leg off. <laughs> Sound like Matt Campbell, Fred. <laughs> right, that's right. Yes, exactly. And that's worked well in Detroit. <laughs> bite your kneecaps. Yeah, we're going to get you, and we're going to punch you, and we're going to let it go. Uh, how has UCLA done this? That's the question. Because, you know, Lincoln Riley comes in at USC. The transfer portal is open. He's got a whole new club, basically. He knows how to recruit. He knows how to get guys. And USC takes off again. Also, there's the question of the NIL. And let's just be honest about it. You go to USC, they already have protocols in place for NIL for their players. And the USC alumni, I would say, is uh, quite substantial. And they would not be opposed to signing some of their players, USC's guys, to NIL deals of their own. Go to USC and get paid. Now, UCLA also has the option to use the NIL 
but they don't use it as much. Brock Hewitt is calling the UCLA-Oregon game this weekend. He was on PMS yesterday, and uh, he was talking to he talked to Chip Kelly, and he was talking about the conversation that he had with Chip Kelly during their production meeting about the differences between USC and UCLA. I said to Chip, I said, hey, man, no pun intended, but were you looking for guys? You know, because I'm looking at your transfers compared to the guys across the street at SC that brought in Oklahoma and Oklahoma and Pitt and Power Five and Blenikoff Award winners. And, I mean, no offense, but we've got two Duke kids. I got Harvard. I got Fordham. I got two North Texas, Wyoming, Rutgers. You know, like those aren't the standard bearers in the, in the bluest of blue bloods. And he just. He said, uh, no, it's pretty simple. Um, we don't pay guys. We don't get involved in bidding. Oh. Like, those guys came here, and I guess you could say they got a chip on their shoulder, but they came here to play ball. And uh, Jake Bobo said that to us today. Like, yeah, man, I had a few choices, but I want to go someplace where we would win, and, and it would help set me up just football-wise. I wanted to be in the best football situation. And I think those names I've rattled throughout you know, our time here are guys that didn't come there to get paid. They don't have collectives. They don't get the money. And when you know, Chip talked to these different guys that maybe wanted to come there, and they said, hey, you know, Chip, I'm getting this you know, elsewhere, he said, great. God bless you. Go get it. We don't have it here. We're, we're not handing that out here. That's not the way we're doing it. We're doing it in somewhat of that kind of blue-collar, physical old-fashioned way, which, again, for the powder blue guys, is not something we've said a lot about UCLA over the years. What do you think of that, Rodney? Well, to quote our good friend Eric Dickerson, that's what losers and wannabes say. <laughs> Period. We didn't want to get paid. No, we didn't want to. Because nobody gave you money or offered you money. That's why you didn't get paid. Give me that crap. Oh, uh, we don't pay you. Is he Jimbo Fisher now? Uh, Texas A&M coach who's trying to call out uh, uh, or Saban uh, calling out Jimbo Fisher for for Texas A&M, you know, having deep pockets and paying guys act, as if Alabama didn't do anything. Alabama was the first big-time uh, NIL deal with their quarterback and Bryce Young. Everybody talked about him getting a million dollars before he even played a game. So Saban needed to keep his mouth shut, and so does Chip Kelly. So, oh, our guys just wanted to come play football. You wanted to go to a, uh, a football program that's all about, really? Really? So if you had a choice between the two historical football programs in this city, we're talking about, oh, I want to go to UCLA because of the football aspect of it is so much deeper and greater and historically and all those. No. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. I was born at night, but not last night, Fred. Come on. <laughs> Come on. We don't care about the money. We don't care about the NIL deal because you didn't get any offers. That's why you don't care about them. Rodney, are you saying, are, are you really Jesus saying Christ. that no one would go to a school for the love of the game? No one would just go because, you know what, I've wanted to wear powder blue, and I love the game of football, and I want to be at UCLA. Nobody would do that. Or are you saying if anybody offered you money anywhere, you would take it? Not anywhere. Not anywhere. You know, if, uh, you know, Hoboken State said I had an NIL deal for you and UCLA said we can't really match that, what Hoboken State is offering you, um, but you can still come here and play and start. That guy's going to still pick UCLA. But... (laughs) 
if USC had a, had a potential to put them in a program that they could get an NIL deal um, and UCLA couldn't, would they still end up at UCLA? Let's turn off the cameras and tell me your real answer. No. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah, now I take all that all that stuff I said about UCLA, I take it all back. No, no, don't do that. I take it all do the that. hell back. No, no, no. Now no. we're coming at you. No. Th- now no. we're coming at you. You, you. No, Rodney, you you don't want to do that. But I think Chip Kelly did make... They pay guys, really? So but, none of the guys have an NIL deal? N- I, none of the UCLA guys have an NIL deal, huh? I, I, don't, I don't know. If they do, it has not been trumpeted. I'll say that. <laughs> That's what they say when you can't get one, Brent. That's what they say when you can't. Well, I didn't really want that anyway. That guy getting going to a school. I didn't really. Yeah. Uh, why'd you end up at? Uh, why'd you end up at UCLA? Why'd you end up at uh, at uh, University of Arizona? Well, you know, USC offered me a great deal, but I, I, I just uh, for the football of it, I just wanted to go play football at a school that I felt that I could get the best uh, out of football. So I'm going to go to Arizona. I'm going to go to UCLA. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah, they offered me money. USC offered me a deal to do NIL, but I just turned it down. I turned it down. I didn't. I wouldn't. That's not who I am. That's not what I wanted. I turned it down. You didn't get offered. You didn't get offered. There are a couple of UCLA players that do have documented NIL deals. Uh, DTR is one of them. Britton Brown, the running back. Allen. So, yeah. So they do have, they, they have do. a few. They definitely have a few. Yeah. Jesus. We don't pay our guys. We don't pay our guys. I heard that yeah. UCLA has a better training table. People like the food better yeah. at UCLA. Yeah. That's one of the reasons yeah. they, they That's one of the reasons, yeah. 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 Again, losers say. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Terrible. Now you got me all upset. No, I was singing their praises. I know you were. They didn't gone and they didn't gone and got cocky at what are they seven and zero now? They didn't win a six and zero. You know, feeling good. People are singing their praises. Now they they now they they're feeling themselves a little bit too much now. Got to knock them down the size. That's when you get hurt. That's when you get hurt, Fred. All right. Who wants to play who dis? 866-987-2570. First caller, whoever you may be, man or woman, even child. You call, Kevin will pick you up, put you on the air, and you're playing Rodney and Ronnie, and that's happening next. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It is your partner, Big Boy! Big boy! 
Big Boys Neighborhood, Real 92.3, and you're listening to a Hall of Famer, host, philanthropist. This is my big homie, man, Rodney Pete, and the man who thinks that Post Malone is a reference to an NBA era after the mailman retired, Fred Rogan. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. Oh, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go, Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. Come on now. Come on, Freddy. Got to do it, Rodney. Got to do it. One o'clock, Saltier, Adam Oslin. Great NBA insight. Also the host of Clipper Countdown. He'll set the stage for the battle tonight between the Clippers and the Lakers. Battle Royale. Yeah. About 1.30, Dodger fans, we'll open the phone lines. Want to hear from you. Hey Fred! Yes. Hey Fred! Why didn't I? Uh, why didn't you go to the big party last night? Everybody was there, Fred. Everybody in town was there, Fred. How come you didn't go? Well, you know, I just didn't want to go. I didn't feel like I, I just didn't. I didn't want to go. You know, I didn't want to go. You weren't invited. You weren't invited. That's why you didn't go. <laughs> you you, you can't like let going. that uh, that Chip Kelly remark go, can you? No. No, I cannot. You, you can't no, let cannot. it go. No, I cannot. <laughs> All right. I cannot. It was such a, it was such a front-running comment. Okay. You don't pay guys. Well, Jesus. I think that is a perception, Rodney. True or false, I think it is a perception. But it's good you addressed it. It's good you took it upon yourself to address the situation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody's got a level playing field now, Chip. Yeah, everybody can get an NIL deal. Everybody can get an NIL deal, Chip. Yeah, we don't pay our guys. Yeah, yeah, Chip. Yeah. By the way, you do have a couple guys getting paid. Sorry, you can't get them paid like uh, like we can on our side. Sorry, you don't have that strong alumni group like we do, Chip. Sorry, you don't have that loyalty in your program, Chip. Sorry, you're 6-0 and and can't put 20,000 people in the stands, Chip. Okay, now you're getting nasty. <laughs> now, now you're getting nasty. <laughs> I ain't saying anything that ain't a fact, Fred. Or... Hey, guys, what is he? Think Chip. he is Saban? What? Look, Rodney, he was just saying that many of his guys don't have NIL deals. That's it. That's all he was saying. Yeah. What? Kelly? Say it, then. Say it like it is. That's uh, not what he said. Go ahead, He was Kev. saying they don't use the draw of NIL to bring people in like other schools do. Because they can't. He did say because they can't. He said basically we we don't have the resources yeah. to do that. I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what I gleaned from what Brock Hewitt said. If you're looking for that, keep keep going. Don't look in this direction. You okay now, Rodney? They can't. No, they we, can't. We, all right, all right, we got it. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Who is this guy? This is who I am. Who is this guy? Who this? Who this? All right, Clipper fans, log on to our Instagram at AM570LA Sports for your chance to win a pair of Section 111 tickets for the Clippers opening night this Sunday at the Crypt. The tip-off at 7 p.m. against the Suns. Listen to the game right here on AM570LA Sports. Bruce and San Gabriel, are you there? Yes, sir. How are you? Doing well, Bruce. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. What's up, Rodney? How you doing? What's happening? What's happening? Not a whole lot. Just driving. Okay. All right. Let's go, baby. Drive safe, though. You might want to pull over. Pull over, man. <laughs> Never lost. Look at you getting, 
getting cocky already, huh? No, I want you to pull over, man. I don't want you to get in an accident. Why you why you taking this beat down? I don't want you getting in an accident. Where you going? Where you going? You going to work? Are you driving for work? What are you doing? I'm a truck driver. I, I do. Uh, I uh, love my truck drivers, hot man. Hot shot trucking. Hot yeah. shot trucking. Okay. Hot shot trucking. What you got in the back of the truck, man? I got, got a bunch of stuff. I got crates and uh, a, actually, I got a, a bus stop. Like, oh. You know those little metal bus stops? Yeah. Yeah, you got um, oh, you got a few things in there. All right, I'm gonna tell you what. Meet me on the corner of Ventura and White Oak. Meet me on the corner of Ventura <laughs> and White Oak at about three thirty. We'll hook up and I'm gonna see what you got in the back. <laughs> Come on, man. Nobody has yeah. to know. Nobody has to know. <laughs> what, Rodney? You looking for some speakers? Yeah, something. You got some good stuff back in the oh, back. Yeah, of the nothing truck. good. Nothing good. Nothing good back here. <laughs> All right, Bruce. Here's the deal. In who dis, you get one challenge. Use your challenge. It's upheld. You hold on to it. Uh, do not use. If you use your challenge and it's denied, you lose your challenge. Okay. Yes, sir. Very good. Ronnie, you ready to go? Good afternoon, Rogan and Rodney. Let's play. Shout it out when you know it. Mm -hmm. I am a three-time NBA All-Star. Three-time. Lamar Odom. John Morant. And it is no good. Luka Doncic. Clay Thompson. Wait. Giannis Antetokounmpo. No good. Luka Doncic. No. How about new? Luka. No, no. I was the Defensive Player of the Year in 2013. Oh. Blake Griffin. Kawhi Leonard. And it is no good. Why you keep doing the thing? That's a that's a cheering thing, Fred. No, that wasn't. Yeah, you did. And it is no good. That's a different one. I won an NBA title with the Raptors in 2019. Kawhi Leonard. How about new? Uh, Who you got? Uh, God, what's his name? What's his name? Oh, I'm thinking. Bam out of Bayou. Uh, no, nah, he didn't play for them. How about new? Uh, Who is this guy? What's his name? Final clue. Yes, uh, yes. Final yes, clue. Yes, the guy's name. Stop it. Stop it. Um, final, yeah. All right, final clue. Danny Green. No. How about new? Oh, God, I, I was trading. I, all right. Oh, yes. Yes. I was. I don't do a different thing. Oh, his name! Oh! God, I'm gonna the tip of my tongue! DeMar DeRozan. No good! Chris. No! It's Chris. All right. No! His name is Chris. I know. All right. No! He can shoot! What's his name? He can shoot. That's fair. Golly! He can shoot. Uh, Norman Powell. No. And it is oh, no good. What's his name? No. What's well, his name? Well, I'm not going to give you his name. Golly. Give us another clue, Fred. Here's the final clue. Yeah, he's that African kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was traded from the Lakers to the Grizzlies in exchange for my brother Powell in 2008. Marcus All. Mark. Done. Uh, Who's I thinking of? Spain, Africa, I don't know. Yeah. You're close. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Not even remotely yeah. close. Here's the next one. I was the third overall pick in the 1999 NBA draft. Third pick. Okay. Yes. Lamar Odom. Vince Carter. And it is no good. Third pick. 
No pick. good! Nick Van Axel. How about new? Next clue. Oh, yeah. Next clue. Third pick. Next clue. Ray I, Allen. No, I was a Pac-12 freshman of the year at UCLA in 98. Oh, a 98? Yeah. And it is no good. Kevin Love. No, senor! Russell Westbrook. How about new? Matt Barnes. Ed O'Banner. No good! I made two all-star teams as a member. Aaron Bailey. There it is. Bruce, you're there on the board. Is. Bruce is on the board. On the board, baby. Well done, Bruce. Damn. Good pull. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get to the final clue for Baron Davis. Donald Sterling yelled at me and called me fat during a game when I played for the Clippers. Uh, True story. Yeah. That's too easy. That would have been a giver. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. I won six NBA titles in my Hall of Fame career. Oh, right. No, senor! Robert Ory. And it is no good. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh! Ronnie. The captain. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You're right there, Fred. Wow. Yeah, I'm a little excited. Yeah. Well, no, that Thank was you, a good Fred. pull. Are you surprised that Ronnie got it right? So like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, no, I'm surprised he got it right then. <laughs> I appreciate the over-exuberance. <laughs> no, that was, that no, was impressive. That was impressive. on the first clue, yeah. Was... Yeah. What you think? That was pretty impressive. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was. Here's the next one. I made seven Pro Bowls in my Hall of Fame career. Eric Dickerson. No, senor! Ray Lewis. And it is no good. Deion Sanders. Brett Favre. Peyton Manning. No good! Deion Sanders. I'm Brady. Jerry How Rice. Terrell Owens. And it is no good. Randy Moss. No. Jerry Rice. No. Drew Brees. No. Next clue. I was the MVP of the NFL in 2000. Adrian Peterson. No, senor! In 2000? Yes. In 2000? In 2000. MVP of the league? Kurt Warner? Yes. Rich How about Gannon. new? Who you got, Bruce? Larry Fitzgerald. And it is no good. Rich Gannon. No, senor! He was MVP of the league. Right? Next oh. clue. It was 0-2. I was the no, three time. it was 0-2. It was 0-2. It was the year they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Buccaneers. Next clue. It was 0-2. Yeah. Right. It was 0-2. It was I was the three-time offensive player of the year and won a Super Bowl with the Rams in 99. Marshall Falk. Rodney. I should know that one, damn it. Why should you know that one? You're a Ram fan. I love Marshall Falk. Oh. No, I'm not a Ram fan. I love Marshall Falk. Oh. Okay. All right. I was a 15-time All-Star and won one NBA championship. Won one? Yeah, one. Tim Duncan? And it is no good. And just won one. One one. Oh, just one one. Oh. Steve Nash? No, senor! Oh, Dirk Nowitzki. How about new? Yeah, it's got to be Dirk. How about Jason new? Kidd. Jason Kidd. How about new? Jason Kidd. How about new? I was the Defensive Player of the Year in 2008, the same year I won the NBA Finals. Oh, Ooh. Kevin Garnett. Rodney. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we are. One question left. Final question. Ronnie has two. Rodney has two. Bruce, you have one. Bruce, you can make it a three-way tie. I was the first overall pick in the 1997 NBA Draft. 97? Yes. Alan Vince Iver. Carter. And it is no good. 
Tracy McGrady. I won five NBA titles and three NBA. Wayne Wade. Tim Duncan. Bruce. Duncan. Bruce is correct. Tim Duncan. Let's go three-way, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) Bruce, well done. Great work today. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, we appreciate you listening to the show. It means a lot to us. I appreciate you guys even more. All right, Bruce. All right, man. Be safe out there. Have a good day. Ventura and White Oak, meet me. Meet you out there. Rodney, he is not one of those speaker guys, right? Drives around, says, hey, you want to buy speakers? No, no. No, those guys still exist? Jose, that's still a thing. I actually saw a van about a month ago. I actually bought some speakers from a guy before. Oh. Did you? I think about 20 years ago. Oh. Did they work? <laughs> yeah, I still have them. They're great speakers. They're studio now monitors. Guys, uh, now guys ride around and say, I can buff that out of you, that little dent. And they can oh, buff yeah. that out. They, those, are, those are the guys now. Yeah, I don't need anybody buffing me. Um, sorry. Saltier, Adam Oslin, top of the hour. We'll get more into the Lakers and Clippers tonight. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. My and now another Rogan and Rodney Afternoon Delight Everybody right here What you need to do is be thankful for the life you got You know what I'm saying Stop looking at what Today's Afternoon Delight Is Live Your Life By T.I. The song appears on the rapper's sixth studio album entitled Paper Trail, which was released in 2008. It features vocals from pop superstar Rihanna and topped the Billboard charts for a couple of weeks in the month of October that year. The track cracked the top 10 in 12 countries, including Canada, Australia, and the UK, and won the VMA for Best Male Visit Music Video. Again, today's throwback Thursday edition of Afternoon Delight is Live Your Life by T.I. featuring Riri Rihanna. Yes, bad girl Riri. Let's uh, go, Fred. Rodney, Goodwill of Southern California does good things for good people and helps those in need. Uh, and, and I believe you know Patrick McClenahan. He is the I president do. and CEO of Goodwill Southern California. I want to bring him on here just for a couple of minutes. Talk about the good work they do. Patrick, thanks for jumping on. Thank you. It's great to be with you guys today. Uh, I know you know Rodney, and Rodney knows all about what you do. But for the people that don't know you, talk about Goodwill and why it's so important. Well, Goodwill was founded with the idea of transforming lives through the power of work. Uh, About 120 years ago, a pastor in Boston who was concerned about community members in the streets that without proper food, clothing, and shelter, sounds familiar, um, had the idea of going to wealthy neighborhoods and asking for clothes that needed to be donated or small appliances that needed to be fixed, and he would teach those skills to those people in the streets. 
um, and they would keep what they needed, and then they would sell the rest. Um, he believed in giving a hand up and an opportunity, or as you know, the story goes, give someone a fish and feed them for a day, teach them to fish, feed them for life. Um, Fourteen years later, uh, Goodwill Southern California was founded in the heart of downtown Los Angeles on the Plaza at Alvera Street. Our founder, Catherine Higgins, was known as the angel of the plaza for the, the work that she did in supporting people in need. Um, and then today, we're a large social enterprise of retail outlets and career centers. Um, we're providing a hand up and an opportunity to tens of thousands of people each year. So our mission or the reason why we exist is to transform lives uh, through the power of work and all that we do is to that end. No, it's it's uh, it, it's it's pretty amazing, and and a lot of people do know you, you know, by the retail stores and and drop off locations, and how you've you've helped families over the years, and it's been a tremendous help. How has yeah. it been, Patrick? Real quick, because I do want to get into the career part of it too, as well. But in terms yeah. of coming off the pandemic and the need that you saw of the community, how has it been since that time, and and what's going on now as you as you're in contact with a lot of families that were struggling during that time. Well, the need has never been never been uh, great. Um, all of our stores, all of the retail um, sales that we do, all go towards training, counseling, job placement, job coaching. Um, we we employ some three thousand people uh, in our operation. We have one hundred and twenty uh, locations throughout Southern California that are retail outlets, donation centers, um, training centers, workforce development centers. Um, it also supports our workforce and career development team. We have about 250 dedicated and, and uh, passionate individuals that are providing that counseling, training, job placement, job coaching. Um, and they have the heart for the greatest uh, people with the greatest barriers to employment. Uh, we serve veterans, people returning from prison, uh, disadvantaged youth, people with disabilities, uh, people who are homeless. Um, so when you think about those um, people that are living on the margins because of the pandemic, that need has never been greater. At the heart of our mission uh, is the belief that everyone in our community has value uh, and is deserving of our time and effort to um, provide that hand up. Uh, and, and we also believe that everyone has talent. And if we're thoughtful and creative together as a community, we can figure out how to put that talent to work and get them on a path to transforming their life but also to, uh, to transform the communities in which they live, work, and play. Um, and, uh, and so that's, that's, that's at the heart of our mission and why we exist. Okay, so uh, Patrick, goodwill is good for people, especially those needing a second chance. But this is also good for the planet, am I right? Yeah, the, you know, the secondhand clothing is the, the fastest-growing retail uh, sector uh, in in uh, in the country, and part of that is because people have such an awareness of what it means to the planet. Uh, just in our operations, uh, on a typical year, about 130 million pounds of goods are kept out of landfills uh, through our reuse and recycle programs. Um, so yeah, so it's not only good for the for people, but it's but it's good for the planet as well. Um. Patrick, you talk about career opportunities. I just take a quick moment, just so I don't know if you yeah. knew this, Fred, but our our center, our RJ's place, which we've we've had and started because of obviously RJ uh, was diagnosed with autism, and we've been you know Holly Rod Foundation has has really pushed forward um, helping those with special needs, and we have a a center actually that uh, 
the Goodwill offices have been uh, graciously allowed us to be in. Um, and I, I want to say thank you for that. But also, yeah, um, one of, of the one of our big missions, as especially as RJ has gotten older, is is career opportunities, helping individuals find jobs. Uh, not just individuals, you know, obviously in the community, but also individuals sometimes with special needs like RJ. Um, talk about yeah. your career programs and the career opportunity that you provide for the community and for those with special needs. Yeah, it's uh, everything that we do is is customized to what uh, what the needs are of the individual, um, personalized planning, um, and and again believing that everyone has talent and and have uh, opportunities. We have a uniquely able program where people with autism trained to be CNC machinists, where it doesn't take a lot of social skills, but it takes good concentration and working on the computer, and, and, and it's a perfect, uh, uh, perfect job for them. And so we've partnered with community colleges in creating this uniquely able opportunity for people with those challenges. Um, our LA Rise program is uh, geared towards people returning from prison uh, or people that are homeless. 20 people at a time will go through three weeks of customer service training, uh, get a national retail uh, foundation certificate, and then they get a week of, of uh, soft skill training. Um, and then they get 300 paid hours in our stores to get back on their feet, to work with our counselors, and then get placed with any, any one of our 600 business partners in, in and around Los Angeles that are providing opportunities for people that we train, um, knowing that as they go through our programs, whether it's as a BNC machinist or a certified nurse associate or a truck driver, um, that as they come through our program that they're ready um, uh, for that training. We also have uh, manufacturing uh, sector intermediary work that we do to, to, to bring educators and manufacturers together with apprenticeship programs. So there's some 92 programs that we have that are custom tailored to, uh, to those different needs that people have uh, to help them get on that path to transforming their life. All right, Patrick, how can our listeners help? Well, they certainly can donate uh, gently used clothing and and uh, and small household items. And I say gently used because it, it helps us the most if, if there are items that we can resell to support our programs. Um, they can shop in store or online, uh, which is uh, serves as a great value and and great selection and great fun. We have people that shop uh, multiple stores a day as treasure hunters looking for that great. Uh, deal um, and selection, um, and they can support us financially. Uh, we receive gifts from foundations, corporations, and individuals, and all of that, um, whether it's donating, shopping, or, or supporting us, uh, you can find out more at, at goodwillsocal.org, goodwillsocal.org. Outstanding. Hey, we appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for everything you guys do for all of the people in the community, and uh, hopefully we'll get to talk yes. to you again. And fight on. Yeah, thanks. Fight on. Yes, that's right, Rodney. Thank you. Take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.